Welcome to the Business Shop Podcast, where our guests speak on meeting the challenges of entrepreneurship, as well as offer tips and advice on business, marketing, technology, and more. Whether you are a newbie or a seasoned professional, this episode is for you. I am your host, Audrey Wiggins. Let's chop it up. Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Business Chop. And today we're going to be chopping it up with Jim James. And he's from across the pond. Met him um, a year ago. I'm excited about his story and, and how he's helping clients become visible. Have you ever felt invisible? I know I have, but he's an, a master at this and we're going to hear from him. And Jim, let's just go, let's hop right into it. Jim James, how are you today? Audrey, thank you so much for having me on your show. And of course, uh, you're visible because you're in the Unnoticed Entrepreneur Volume 1 because you came on the podcast and, uh, and you know, just shared so much great value. And I was so inspired by, you know, what you've been doing with creating, for example, your, your own TV uh, station, for example. Um, so you're someone who's uh, leading the way. So thank you for inviting me back onto your show. Absolutely. You mentioned uh, the book, The Unnoticed. Um, the, you, know, you did 50 entrepreneurs or business owners so how, you know, what they do and how they can help others. And it was really a plethora of information and topics and things that people can really plug into if they if they were to buy that that volume, they would spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And not to mention you all you've recently come out with volume two. So I can't wait to dig deep into that as well and we'll share that with our um, with our audience. So Jim, what is it that you do with that the podcast, the unnoticed and the name? How did that come about? Let's start there. Okay, great. Thank you, Audrey. Yes, um volume one and volume two and uh the series has been actually just picked up by Wiley Publishing, uh, which is fantastic. So uh, volume three will come out under under Wiley. Um, so uh, we've been at a thank you. Yeah. So really, really excited that, you know, a major publisher in the, you know, Wiley's a New York Stock Exchange listed company, so 200 year old company. So it's sort of taken an interest. I think it's and I think that's indicative really of you know, what a broad and genuine feeling it is for entrepreneurs to feel unnoticed, you know, right. to feel unnoticed. We've talked before about the imposter syndrome and kind of the flip side of the imposter, imposter syndrome is being unnoticed. On the one hand, you may not feel like you are worthy of being noticed or you're putting yourself in a position of kind of some risk exposing yourself uh, where people might say, hey, you know, actually, you're not as good as you say you are. So that makes us more diffident, makes us more sort of shy or insecure about saying something. Uh, and that then feeds into this feeling of being unnoticed, right? And so the whole idea of the unnoticed entrepreneur really came, Audrey, because I have done sort of public relations and marketing for clients um, around the world. So I started my first company in Singapore in 95. And then I went to China in 2004 and I started offices in India and then came back to the UK in 2019. So I set up marketing agencies uh, on three continents and I've also started <laughs> other businesses, including importing cars to China and so on. So I've been an entrepreneur and very much in the communications and marketing space for many years. And it doesn't matter what we do, what we build, but that old maxim of if you build it, they won't come 
is absolutely true. The old, you know, feel the dreams with Kevin Costner is absolutely true. So getting noticed is really essential to any company, entrepreneur, solopreneur, to take the idea and the strategy, you know, and make it into a commercially viable business. So without getting noticed, you just have an idea, right? You have a project, but getting noticed and for the right reasons, you can transform that into a commercial venture. Or if we look at what's happening, for example, with Ukraine, you know, getting noticed and how Zelensky is really helping Ukraine win the the hearts and minds war by getting noticed with his daily addresses, for example, communication and getting noticed is a key part of accomplishing any commercial or even non-commercial objective. Yes. And um, you mentioned Ukraine. I mean, that's, he's really, he's, he's a great leader over there and we want to wish them well and, you know, and pray for the people of Ukraine. Yeah. So, um, so what are ways that, um, that you would, you know, you mentioned solopreneur or entrepreneur. There's a, there's still a lot of solopreneurs out here in the, in that group. And that's, you know, of course, where, where I started, where I pretty much plans, you know, specific projects and we bring, you know, a team in or we work together, but basically I'm by myself. So there's a lot of folks out there by themselves. And so, you know, they're the, you, being your own cheerleader, you know, you're leaning like your family, you're, you know, how am I doing or your clients, you know, so you, you're kind of get, you know, have your barometer based on, you know, the response the reaction of your clients when you deliver whatever that, that project is for them. But, but outside of that, when we're in the trenches and we're, we're in our own boardroom, so to speak, by ourselves, and we're, we're coming up with marketing plans for the for our enterprise and things that we're, we're doing, you know, how can we get out of that? You know, what, um, you know, how, what do you suggest or what have you done? I, I should say that what catapult us out yeah. of that state of mind. I, I think, you know, it's such a broad, a broad topic, but I think one of the, one of the learnings that I've got and, and something that I've been distilling down is this idea of content times channels times frequency. Mm-hmm. So, there are many people talking about purpose and mission and so on. So I think that whole conversation around, you know, defining your purpose and so on right. is very, very well explained. But the the part that I think is not well explained um, is what I call the active communications index, Audrey, which is the need to have content, the need to have the channels and the need to have frequency, right? And frequency being really about consistency. So, Perhaps I can just share with you because I think many entrepreneurs, you know, uh, and big companies, by the way, I've worked for Fortune 500 companies around the world, and many of them communicate in, in fairly dull and inconsistent ways on a limited number of channels. So the secret, I think, really is, as we can see, especially when it comes to product launches or, or uh, crisis management or in our day-to-days, first of all, to have content. And there are two elements about content that are really important. The first is that the content has to be new in some way. It has to be new because if you're not sharing something new, people aren't going to bother to read it. And the second aspect of content to make it shareable is that it has to be easy to understand. There's quite a lot of research into the fact that if you want people to share your content, it needs to be something that they can read or watch or listen to and 
and understand quickly so that they will want to share it because it's new and it's easy for them to understand so they don't take any risk in sharing it. So first thing about content, whether it's a picture, an infographic, a video, uh, an audiogram, podcast, doesn't matter, is that it needs to be new and it needs to be simple to understand. And most of us overcomplicate what we do. The, the second ingredient or element really is what I call the channels, right? And, you know, obviously this is, you know, you have your, your traditional channels, the what we might call the earned ones, you know, like the print, like being on <laughs> in a newspaper or radio, right? Right. Uh, you know, or I'm now on your on your podcast. There's the earned, which is obviously a media relations and PR business. That's what I've been doing for the last 30 years. But digital means that really our channels have been democratized. We can all own channels. We've all seen examples where whether people like Trump, for example, or even Elon Musk, who doesn't have a PR firm, and communicate direct to an audience through platforms like Twitter or Instagram, or in China, it's uh, WeChat or Weibo. So the second is to have channels. And the key here is two things. One is not to try and do all channels simultaneously because it becomes overwhelming. To so choose one or two where your audience likes to live. And also the kind of content formats differ according to, you know, TikTok wants one kind of format linked in another. So most entrepreneurs get overwhelmed if they had to create content for each channel. So choose a couple of channels. And the second part is to use amplification tools. So there are tools like you know, HubSpot, Buffer, um, Zoho Social, that can help you to automate it. So you don't need to create lots of content and manage it all yourself. You can use tools to help you to manage that. In fact, you can even use some tools um, that will do the content creation for you. That's, I don't want to overcomplicate it, but so, and the third is the, is the need for consistency. Right, yes, I find and, that real important. Yeah, and you know, I draw the analogy with someone turning up just at Christmas time and, you know, with a gift or a card and saying, hey, I brought you something. And that, that's nice, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't make them into a friend. It makes them into an acquaintance. But the person who checks in with you once a week or once a month, you know, and sends anniversary cards, children's cards, how are you doing with the sports? You know, how are you doing with your health? How are you doing with the show? Someone who communicates regularly with us becomes a kind of a trusted a trusted party, be it a company or a person. And so many companies, so many entrepreneurs only communicate when they think they've got something to say. So they communicate just before a trade show, just before a product launch, or just when they've got a recall, right? So they, they, they think of communication as only being, if, it, if you like, when there's a hero event. But actually communication, as you know, because you know, you're a parent, I'm a parent, we don't communicate with our child just when there's a major event. We check in with them all the time, right? We find an excuse to bring them a drink, you know, check in how their day was at school, find a movie for them to watch, right? We're constantly building a dialogue with our family and friends and, and entrepreneurs fail to do that, Audrey. So the consistency. Now, the final point about that is that it doesn't have to be very frequent, which is why frequency and consistency are not the same thing. Frequency doesn't mean to say you have to do it daily. If, if it's beyond your ability to create that much content, for example. Yeah. Yeah. But what you can do is to make sure that you are consistent mm -hmm. once, once a week, once a month, once every six months, 
because people come to trust and rely on you for that information at that particular time and that particular day. So going back to the, you know, Zelensky's doing a nightly address, for example, when there's a crisis, we have a nightly address. If we look at Liz Truss at the minute, she disappeared for five days after giving a mini budget. No one knew where she was. And then she turns up uh, and prime minister's question time, but not on television. So mm -hmm. it's the inconsistency that causes people to be on alert and see whether that person is trustworthy. So lots and lots of conversations about, you know, finding your purpose, messaging and so on. So I, I don't think I need to go into that really. But the thing that's not talked about is control how much work you put in. A bit like going to the gym, you know, if you put in the reps at a certain weight at a certain number of times a week or a month, you will get fitter, you will get stronger. Right. right. So those three dimensions, I think, Audrey, are are the unspoken elements of great corporate communications, no matter the size of the of the company or even uh, on a social level as well. Does that make sense? Is that asking, uh, raising more questions than I've answered? <laughs> no, actually, that does yeah. make sense. And then it just kind of gets to the core, a core in a, in a basic level where we, are, we can actually plug into. Because I think sometimes we get caught up in in watching what someone else is doing. And so, oh, God, oh, I have to do this um, every day. And you start off, maybe you might do it for a, 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 you know, a month or something. And then, then it becomes a couple of times a week. Then it becomes once a week. Then it becomes nothing. And so, you know, we burn out very, very quickly because we can't keep the same pace as, say, you or, or someone else is keeping. We have to find our own sweet spot. And yep. I, think, um, I think less is more, is, you know, starting off. Maybe we'll end up at some point on, well, a, on a, um, a daily basis. You know, and some people have the time and the bandwidth. If I can mention you have a family, you know, children, that's not something, that's not even reasonable um, to expect. Well, and I, yeah, and I think there are a couple of points, if I may, Audrey. One is, sure. you know, a bit like, again, coming back to the fitness or, or dieting, for example, mm -hmm. is is to start and be gentle, you know, on yourself, you know, start on a, for example, a once a month newsletter, for example, right? That wow. It needs to be, it needs to be frequent enough for people to know that, it, that you're going to be sending it, but it doesn't have to be too frequent. So, you know, you start off with once a month until you've got the process down, mm -hmm. you know, and until wow. you've got the content and you have a, have a, a technique and a tool set. Uh, and then a bit like I say, either a weight loss or with exercising, all of us that have run, you know, I've run a couple of marathons, but you don't run a marathon to start with, right? You do 5K. In fact, first of all, you do 1K and a walk, and then you get quicker and quicker over time. So this idea of being being kind to ourselves and not trying to do something that we can't really keep up with, it's better to start slow and build up than to start big and burn out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, I um, I totally agree with that for sure. And then we'll get our, our consistency. Like I said, yep. um, it'll be a, a comfort, it'll be a sweet spot. And then we can yep. be out there, like you said, people would expect us and we'll show up. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So with your um, with your podcast, um, The Unnoticed, how does that fit into them, to that? Yeah, the podcast has been uh, an amazing opportunity, really, and an amazing platform. I get to meet amazing people like yourself, for example, from around the world. The show now is uh, about a year and a half old. It's in the top 5% worldwide for you know entrepreneurship in the categories. Um, also in the UK, it's in the top sort of three or four. Um, and the, the podcast is 
a couple of things really, and this is, I think, an opportunity for anyone listening. I decided to create a podcast, but it's as well to be a guest on other people's podcasts. So you don't have yeah. to start with owning one necessarily, right? Again, incremental steps. Mm. I started the podcast because it gives me a consistent platform to reach out to people that I'm interested in. But also what it does, Audrey, is it creates great content. So, you know, you talked before about people creating content and maybe not having enough content to create. And the, the way of addressing that is not to think about the content it has to be about you, right? So what I've done by creating the Unnoticed Entrepreneur uh, sort of franchise at the podcast and the book and the newsletters is I interview interesting people within a certain paradigm. Mm -hmm. I ask them a consistent set of questions. How do you overcome being overlooked? And as a result, I'm getting a, a great and steady flow of answers around a common topic. Mm. So my role then is to curate those conversations and that content for my audience. Now I've got 30 years and I've built businesses on, you know, so three continents. So I have some experience myself, Whoa. but what I found, <laughs> but I, what I found was if I just talk about my own experiences all the time, they will become exhausted eventually. And, and for the listener, you know, it becomes just my perspective on life. Right. But the podcast creates an opportunity to broaden the horizon. Uh, so it's quite liberating because from a content perspective, it means that you can reach out to people and ask them questions that you might have answers in your own mind to, but also to, to create, you know, a complementarity to your own answers or to create, you know, some moments of difference, which then for the audience who I would like to help those entrepreneurs that feel unnoticed, they're getting a much deeper and richer experience by listening to me than if they just listened to, you know, me alone, Audrey. So, you know, the show now has um, about 560 episodes. That's awesome. Which, thank you. Well, and, you know, that's me and a VA in the Philippines. So the other thing I wanted to just share, which we didn't talk about, is that the tools yes. and the infrastructure mean that it's no longer necessary to be, you know, a superhuman right i use a platform called... you have to do it anyway <laughs> yeah that's right and you know so you know, <laughs> and i was doing this as you know i was in a garden shed for the first you know year and eight months i was in a garden shed. So i've got half of the videos of me with a you know woolly hat on and the other half of me with a fan and a <laughs> sunglass so it doesn't it, it doesn't have to be because you have a big team right mm -hmm. i use a platform you're using zoom yeah, I'm going to interject real quick. That's important because we feel like we have to start off where we're going to end up. And, and that's, you know, whenever I talk to people, I'm like, I always say, start where you are. I mean, my first, and I wasn't doing um, audio cast. I was doing, you know, video cast. So mine was all, was all visual. And I didn't have a camera <laughs> or mics. All I had was a desktop Mac. And that was my studio. I set up in the apartment party room, you know, once a month. I did, recorded about four or five shows in one day. It, it was crazy. But um, but that's where I was, and people wanted to be on there. And now, you know, of course, you know, I've, I've grown some, you know, I have my own studio, you know, mics. And even with that, I don't want to get too far. I want to give it, um, turn it back over to you. But I just wanted to get that little piece in there of starting where you are. No, Audrey, I think, I think that's absolutely amazing, you know, and I think that the start where you are is a lovely if you like, sort of theme for our conversation, right? I mean, watching you, you know, a year later on and you've built a, a you know, a growing and thriving business. But in a way, part of what 
you know, you and I have both done is, is to be humble at the beginning, right? And say, well, yeah, I was in a garden shed and uh, with a laptop and um, actually I didn't have heating um, actually at the beginning. And in the beginning, I didn't have power. I had a power cable coming through the cat flap of the house on an extension cable, to, you know, I, I was a fire risk. Now I think about it. You know? I know. <laughs> I, 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 but I think this idea of being resourceful, uh -huh. right? And what happens is that a by overcoming those if you like, physical and emotional barriers, you learn what's important to you, right? So you've carried on doing it because this is important to you to share your message and your wisdom. And I, I've done it because it's been important to me and, and a great way for me to connect with people. And I found it really invigorating. But also what happens is that like anything, the more you do it, the better you get, you know, and, yeah. you know, and then you do incremental. Then I bought a microphone and then you start to learn how to use a mic. And then I was, but I was in darkness for most of them. I look at some of the early pictures and I was, if I, if someone wasn't on the microphone, at basically midday. I, I looked as I was in kind of a, some kind of a dungeon in, in uh, medieval England, you know, yeah. and then you go, Oh my God, I need to do lighting. Right. And then I go and, yes, yeah. and then I need to go and, you know, figure out how to do lighting and stuff. So, this idea of it being a journey, Audrey, and I love this, you know, you start where you are. Mm -hmm. um, because by doing that, like with learning a sport, you know, you, you get better and better at it, you know, and, and there, as you said, there isn't really a shortcut, actually, I mean, you can learn from others, but they can never give you the muscle memory, you have to go through that yourself. Amen. Jim, so we're talking about the podcast, um, your, your books, so tying that in, you had your business first before you had the podcast. You still have it on your business, East West um, PR. So tell us how you help clients, um, you know, through there. Obviously, a PR business is about branding and, you know, visibility for, um, for your clients. Yeah, so our clients are multinationals, you know, big companies that are involved in, for example, like plastics, uh in uh telco finance and so on i started the company in 95 in singapore and actually Audrey, i'm just uh transitioning to become chairman i've sold it to some to the next generation uh of young people who are going to run it out of singapore which is you know which is exciting and uh that's you know part of that journey but what we've been doing for clients is really to help them to look from the outside into their business so what often happens for clients, in fact, mainly happens for clients, is that it's a big multinational company and many people internally are so busy with internal issues that they, they run out of time to look at what the market is saying and doing because they're so busy answering emails, attending meetings and so on, and maybe not visiting customers. So what we do as a PR firm is we look at what is interesting in the market and we help a client to relate what they're doing internally to what would be interesting in the broader market. So remember I mentioned earlier on about content being new yes. and being simple. Clients often have old information, big companies have big information, old information that's often very turgid, you know, big multinationals. It's gone through multiple layers of approvals. It's right. got technical diagrams and the lawyers have had a go at it. Right. And by the time it comes out, we say to them, you know, honestly, this could be any company, mm. right? You, you've lost your individuality. You've lost why you resonate 
with your customer. Wow. So, so what we do, um, because there's an international dimension, I will work with companies. I've just recently done some work for a client in Germany, and they have an office in Singapore and China, and I have teams in Singapore and China. And so I'm working with the company in Germany, and I created some research for the for my team to do both externally and internally in Asia for them so that the, the team in Germany could think about a couple of issues. One was about how they are perceived, if at all, in another market. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at issues of localization and what many companies do when they go overseas is they do some, some if you like, some tactical localization. Maybe they have a, a, a Chinese web page, but the rest of the website is in English. It may be hosted in America still when actually it needs to be hosted in Hong Kong, for example, because of the Great Wall of China, the internet firewall. So, so really helping clients to get back in touch with, with their market. But to that point about content, making it accessible, make it interesting, make it local, getting them onto the local channels, for example, like Weibo and Weech or Kakao in, in South Korea, uh, and then helping them with the consistency because most big companies have a flurry around a trade show, as I mentioned, or a product launch, and they're not doing it regularly. So, so as an agency, those are the things we do. We try and then be, if you like, the journalist, as if we were looking at that company and saying, hey, this could be interesting. How do we get that to the outside world? So that's kind of mainly what we do. It's changed a little bit over the last 25 years, but mm -hmm. helping, helping customers, helping clients to tell their story uh, is ultimately what we're trying to do. But often they need a little bit of help relaxing and feeling more confident about what their story is, uh, being a bit more vulnerable and a bit more open to the market about the parts of their story that they may not think are attractive and interesting. Wow. Yeah, that, that's great. We can take a lesson um, from there for real. So how can we get in touch with you as far as East West PR or, uh, or being a guest or having you be a guest on um, you know, podcast? Yeah, I, no, thank you, Audrey. I'd love to do that. Uh, well, you can look for eastwestpr.com, very straightforward. Um, and for me, you can just look for the unnoticed.cc uh, is the website for the show and it has about the books and merchandise and myself. And I'm just Jim James on LinkedIn. Those are probably the best places to find me. And yeah, that's where I always catch up with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, yes. So, well, Jim, um, I don't know if there's any final words. If not, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. We really had a great conversation today. And, and I believe that you've, you've, you presented some content that we can actually, you know, we can, um, can glean from. So I'm going to give you the last word. Yeah, Audrey, well, look, first of all, thank you so much for reconnecting with me. And if there is anyone that has any questions at all, then I'm obviously happy to to help in whatever way that I can with either some content, some videos or the podcasts or the books. I'm absolutely here to help. Great. Thank you. So please plug into him, John, jimjames.cc or um, unnoticed, excuse me, um, .cc or um, eastwestpr.com. Thank you. Great. Audrey, thank you so much for having me on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Business Chop. It is my hope that you were able to glean usable information from today's episode and that you will download and share this podcast. Be sure to plug into our guests. Go through their website and social media channels to see how they can help you further through their products and services, as well as plug into our website, altogether.biz.com 
where we will help you expand your brand.